are you like a, are you like a fireman or something? Or because there's no firemen I, and there's so much fire on that beach. I perish in a fire. You perish in a fire. <laughs> perish in a fire. Are you serious? Yeah. It's Oscar season. Yeah, baby. Are you excited for it? Yes, I. Uh, I like him. I'm a big fan. I've always been a big fan of Oscar. I think that he's much like Master of None. The gay character is a straight man. The, I, yeah, I do. I like that a lot. Yeah. I like. Uh, I like the. Uh, it kind of breaks down. Breaks down the barrier a little bit. Yes. Instead of there's there are a lot of uh, overly gay characters. It t- exactly, and it tells some of the less mature. The viewers to get real, right? Quite honestly, yeah. Uh, so so um, instead of if you thought that we that the way this podcast started that this was going to be like an Oscars preview, we are going to talk the Oscars a little bit, but more importantly, we're going to talk to Oscar, Oscar Nunez from The Office. This is a joke idea that we have had for a year. Yep, since the last last, last Oscars, right? We wanted to do it uh, last year at the Oscars. He was unable to do it. We tried again this year, and they were like, oh, yeah, absolutely. So don't know what the fuck changed, but we have Oscar Nunez, and we're excited because this is the – he's the second person from The Office we've had on, but this will be the first time we've really been able to sink our teeth into The Office with a guest. Yeah, and ironically, the first time – the first guest from The Office that we had on uh, was our very first guest, Chris Diamantopoulos. Mm-hmm. Uh, we – there was miscommunication. Scheduling snafu. There, were, there was a scheduling snafu with Chris Diamantopoulos, uh, and he it came later. Anybody who listened to that episode knows that it came a little bit later yeah. than we expected. Uh, same thing happened with this one. So uh, good for us because this podcast has grown in leaps and bounds over the past couple of years. Yeah. Uh, but good for us for not forgetting where we came from. Um, because I didn't we're like right that. back was, where we started. Yeah, I was pretty unhappy when I when we realized that development. Um. We are so we've just been sitting around. We were supposed to have uh, Oscar on earlier this evening, and we were waiting. And there was a scheduling snafu. It's all we have, and uh, now we've just been sitting around checking Twitter, cracking jokes. I'm like deliriously tired. <laughs> I'm going to be getting. You've lost a lot of steam. I've really. We we tried to record. Uh, we thought maybe we we're just not going to get him at all because he wasn't getting back to us. So we're like, all right, let's just press record and see what happens. And it sounded like two people dying, so we didn't do that. And then we got an email saying, oh, yeah, he's going to come on in a little bit. So we were like, all right, let's record something. So we have that. Um, we also, excited about it, though. Yes. Because uh, I was upset when we uh, when there was like a second where we thought that we might not get him at all. And yeah, I he's was gonna pretty be, upset about that. He's going to be awesome, I feel. Um, it would, Although it would be great if we came to find that like he was a dick, because there's no chance he's a dick. No, definitely not. Um d- <laughs> I think that we might be the only podcast that records like parts of the podcast. Bef- like when other co- podcasts get an interview, yeah. they record the interview and then they do. Well, that the was begin- our intention. Well, yeah, I know, but but we never do that. I like do I like doing it this way though because it's we're they, finding out with the you have right exactly. <laughs> There's this optimism that oh, this is going to be such a great interview. We're going to have him on. He's going to be fucking Santiago Part Two, <laughs> and then we're going to come back after and be like. Well, ugh. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Now, if we had done it where we record the interview first, we'd be like, hey, we have these 10 ideas we just thought of that we're going to do for the podcast today. Also, Oscar Nunez will be on briefly. And now we're building it as this is the only thing. We have Oscar Nunez. We have reviews. We're probably not going to talk Oscars at all. We're uh, going to just talk Oscars with him off the bat because 
We did that with Lena Waithe on the Grammys, and that was awesome. But uh, we also have reviews. Um, did You didn't watch uh, Crashing, which Jeff demanded we watch. Yes. Uh, I haven't gotten to it yet, but I'm, I plan on it because Jeff is the brunch recommendation. He's, t- he's basically graduated from recommendation whisper to rec- recommendation demander. Demander, yeah. Yes. I like that we can do that, though. It worked with Sing Street. It worked with everything he's recommended to us. Uh, you know what's out today is uh, Get Out. What's that? That's the fucking Jordan Peele crazy ass oh, racist shit. horror movie. That's right. Or like the horror movie about racism. We could do that for Monday. Uh, we could. I think I'm gonna see it Saturday morning. Okay. It's gonna. It looks like the most fucked thing in the world. Yeah. But it has been beloved. Oh really? It's like a hundred on Rotten Tomatoes. That's wow. That's yeah. wild. I'm I'm excited to Lena see. Lena Waith uh, was at a screening or something, and she posted a picture from it and said it was like the mo- the most woke movie she's ever seen. Oh shit! Yeah. I'm excited. We should so do even that. if it's we should terrible, definitely do that for Monday. Say, I loved it. Right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's a, a lean away sheep. Yes. Uh, yeah. Let's let's do that for Monday. Um, Want to do reviews? Yeah. Also, today is Friday, so uh, you know what else comes out today? More John Mayer. Oh, really? Yes. Wave two. You know of, what? Uh, the search for everything. Uh, you know what comes out of the speakers at the concert venue we're going to attend? Come. Run the jewel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That is how speakers work. Um, we're seeing Run the Jewels tonight. Yeah, I'm very excited about it. You for, basically forgot. I'm we so glad. Once they, once Oscar said he would come on, I was like, all right, we got to prep for this interview now. And then it dawned on me fucking today, which is Thursday. Oh, shit. Then we get to see Run the Jewels. That's a nice little treat for you. Where I know. You just basically find a, it's basically like a surprise. Surprise, you're going to Run the Jewels tomorrow. So Brunch makes, the, makes me not hate the world, says Brunch and Bougie. In this weird time of fake news, this is media. Does this even count as media? Does it? You can count on whether it is Weathermen versus Hot Guys or Love Actually versus Crazy Stupid Love. It's never fucking Love Actually versus Crazy Stupid Love because that would be a fucking bloodbath. Yeah. Um, These are takes you can trust. Love Deej and Pete more than they love other men. I doubt it. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Don't write. uh, Don't write. Checks your Talk, mo- what is that? Don't yeah. write checks you can't cash. I would just say that's fake news. Just PayPal. <laughs> um, these are the real bad and bougie and basic boys of podcasting. P.S. Where do I pay for Hockey Day in America Month? We got a lot of people who want to pay for Hockey Day in America. Month. Yes, I'm I'm thrilled about that. Yeah, like, uh, we're not gonna we're not gonna take your money, but it's good to know that option exists. Right. Uh, we'll t- we'll and, and also we'll take your money. Yes. Uh, thanks for the job by Mo Broccoli. Uh, so I had a job interview the other day and it somehow came up and the person interviewing me asked what podcast I listened to. I mentioned brunch and the person interviewing me replied, Oh, with DJ and Pete, we continued to have a seven minute conversation about brunch. I'm pretty sure that for that sole reason is the reason I got moved to the next round of interviews. So thanks. I hope I get this job. Uh, first off, didn't need that last sentence. Don't care about. Don't part. care about your employment. This is status. about us. <laughs> this is about us. Uh, that's awesome. That's wild. That is wild. I, and also bold. And I don't know if I would. I don't know if I would drop that. I wouldn't recommend it to anybody else going into a job interview saying that you listen to this podcast. No, it's cool. And in all seriousness, I do hope you get this job. Um, that we came up between two people, and both of them put respect on our names. You would think that if. 
two people had heard of both of us, at least one of those people would be like, ugh, <laughs> I, I, I hate at least one of them. Those are some, that's, that's pretty well, good. I mean, th- they didn't say that they that they liked us. They said they liked the podcast. That's true. So. And I'm totally, I would, you know what? I would rather you like the podcast than like us. Yeah, if, I agree. if somebody were to say, and this has happened before, has anyone ever met you and said, like, I'm a fan? Yeah. That's fucking weird as shit. <laughs> One of my friends asked, uh, why don't, how come in the merch store you don't have shirts with, like, just you on it? First of all, because nobody would buy it. Second of all, I do not like the fucking idea of, of like, somebody w- just, like, just wanting to shirt. wear your face. It's like, <laughs> that creeps me the f- right the fuck out. So, um, no thank you to that. Uh, I think it's, like, the biggest compliment in the world when somebody's, like, I I don't really like I don't really like the stuff you do, but brunch is pretty good. Totally, totally. <laughs> Biggest compliment in the world. Yeah. Thank um, you. Let's see. Uh, I disagree with your boy band rating. Says Brian is better than AJ. Great podcast though. Uh, sweet to the point. Incorrect. Brian is not fucking better than AJ. We haven't discussed this in a while, but AJ is so far and away the most valuable Backstreet Boy. Brian's the second most valuable, but the, there's a big, big gap. Much okay. like JC is the most valuable in sync. I, I can't believe that we haven't done the boy band podcast it's yet, because but we're saving it. We have a guest who will come on, but she's not allowed to join us until her band is doing press. So if you add the pieces together... We are trying to get a woman on our podcast. Way to spell it out there, pal. <laughs> uh, if anybody hears that and they're like, I know who it is, then that would be fucking impressive. That, that's so easy. It's that Somebody's absolutely going to know. Uh, popping a boner for, for a dad hat. Title says it all. Uh, by Evan will point, by the way. Title says it all. Deej and Pete are the best in the biz. I get an ear erection every Monday and Friday. Five stars for the bad boys. Can't decide or can't remember. Have we said erection before? Because that's a term I that I, I used to know. use back in the day. I don't think so. I, I, I've heard somebody has said like eargasm on the uh, or oh, audiogasm yeah. on a review. So people say eargasm. I've said erection a lot. I used to describe Alpine that way because if it's really good music and it's also really just like sonically soothing and well produced and i i think that music can be sexily produced mm-hmm. alpine is a good example of that so okay shouts uh to them. shouts to our dad hats by the way those came in the mail for us today um amazing you're wearing yours right now i'm wearing it right now and i don't think i'm ever going to take it off and that's not even like a self-plug uh or anything like that this is a really awesome hat. It is great. It is a fantastic hat. It fits great. It has a great form on my head. Like, I'm not a big dad hat person, t- like, normally. Yeah. But this one, it's not, like, super floppy. It has a little bit of structure. It's a very awesome, like, anytime hat. And I haven't had one of those hats in a long time where it's just, like, I can wear this with anything. I can wear it any time of the day. Yeah. You can just be, like, a guy wearing a hat. Yes. And I'm so happy that I have one of those hats again. So when Adidas sent us shit for the World Cup of Hockey, I got a hat with the World Cup. It was a black hat with the World Cup of Hockey logo on it. And that was my just being a guy hat mm-hmm. and the the brunch one has totally replaced it yeah. uh i've also ordered again we pay for our own merch so we like we don't have all of it we're men of the people yes exactly we're not we're not doing anything that you guys don't get to do so um so, are you gonna are you gonna talk about that you ordered this yes yeah, some dude some guy 
bought uh, a brunch hat from us and tweeted us a picture, which Looks we so always good. appreciate. Uh, and he tweeted us a picture of the hat and the long sleeve shirt. And he got one of the snapbacks, the fitted ones. Yeah. Or no, snapback ones. Yeah. Um, and he tweeted us a picture of it, and I was like, fuck, that looks way better than I expected it to. Yeah, it, and I immediately bought it. Yeah, and then I bought the, uh, because you bought that one, and we couldn't both have both of the same hats. Yeah, so you bought Actually, the white one? if we did, it would be, it would be the most be, predictable be thing yeah. in the world. Um, I got the the white one. I like the, I'm excited to see how it looks IRL. I don't think anyone has sent us a picture of that. But nope. people, uh, we've tweeted this. As you get your shit, seriously, send us pictures of it. Because, because we're just as interested to see it To as see how it looks are. IRL, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, I got the long sleeve. It's fucking great. I'm a, I have one other long sleeve t-shirt, and I wear it all the fucking time. So I'm going to be wearing that. So uh, listen, to, listen to brunch.com slash merch. That's where you can find our shit. There's um, also a we, new shirt yeah, we Kathy put, just threw in there yeah, we for the just, Oscars. We just put a La La Land shirt up in the store, and it's a... People are really excited about it. Uh, I, I I like the shirt a lot. Yeah, I'm probably not going to get it, but uh, I figured it's right up your alley, so yeah. I'm kind of holding off on it just to let you have that one. Um, but people seem to really like that. Yeah, I'm so I'm I'm probably going to get that, and I'm probably going to get the Zac Efron one. I have a, I got a weird thing, just like I said. I don't like the idea of people wearing anything <laughs> with me on it. I definitely would feel weird about me wearing something with my face on it but the la la land one i think is too good to not wear see it, it, this would be like the perfect situation for you your face is showing in the la la land I did one notice it's the that. back of my head on the shirt I'm so like that would have been if i just had a shirt with just pete's <laughs> face i would wear the i would i would sleep in that shit i would that'd be my my jam um so yeah the yeah merch is buy great. a bunch of stuff uh ryan just keeps kathy keeps sending stuff ryan keeps coming up with ideas of how to make it so just yeah go there spend all your fucking money so those people can get money so we can we're we don't want to bore you with the details but now we have like expenses and shit like that so we're adults just, this is an adult podcast now we have bills and yeah we have, to, we have to go through like we have to file paperwork and it, shit exactly the things that we <laughs> we've don't become do. what we don't want to become yes <laughs> so give us money to make ourselves to make us feel better about that um yeah, so that's that for reviews. Should we talk to Oscar? Yeah, let's get to uh, let's get to the man. All right, Oscar, uh, we're probably going to spend incredibly little time on the Oscars unless you want to talk about it. Uh, do you have any Oscars thoughts? Have you seen the movies? What have we seen? We saw. We went a while ago when it first came out. Not when it first came out. A little bit after it came out, we went to see Manchester. But we got a babysitter. We went to see Manchester by the Sea, and we walked out of the movie theater. And we looked at each other and we're like, oh, we can't go home like this. We need to watch something else to get that out of our heads. So we watched Allied, the Brad Pitt movie, okay. just you... as, a, as a cleanser because Manchester was so heavy. Did you think that it was depressing? Because we've had this discussion on the show before. Is it a depressing movie or is it just a heavy movie? It's a heavy movie, but it's really good. I mean, it's worth yeah. seeing, but the subject matter is just horrible. But it's a good movie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Very... It's... it's heartbreaking. But it's a really good movie. It's so authentic. Right, it's exactly. Real- that's that's what I loved about it. So many people are like, oh, well, the, the ending was just so sad. I'm like, well, what's sad about it is that's real life. Like, a guy that's in that position that's been through that shit is probably going to be like, the, no, there's no way I can change. And that's real it was life, as, man. It was as happy as it was going to get. He's going to go back to Boston. 
<laughs> and he's right. And, and the nephew's going to be at those things. They're close to each other, but he can't live in that city because he told him, because I can't, I can't break this. I can't shake this. No one in town's going to, every time, everyone in town knows what happens. So that he's going to be that guy till he's 60 years old oh. in that town. In Boston, no one knows him. It's anonymity. So he's okay. But yeah. he couldn't, he had town. It's easy to do that in Boston too. You just keep your head down. You don't need to speak to anybody the rest of your life in Boston. <laughs> Yeah, it's a big city. It's like Chicago, New York. It's no one will I, – I was there for a while. Yeah, Actually, you're, so you lived in Waltham, which is where we do this podcast. That is where I live. You're there now? Yes. I have a, I'm born and raised in Waltham. So, uh, born there. Yeah, right. Were you in, how long were you in Boston for? Like a year or two years. Okay. Not long, but my sister was born in Waltham. That oh, is wild. Yeah, then we went to New Jersey. But this was before you were born. This is a long time ago. <laughs> oh no, no, we're a lot older than we sound. No, just um, did you see? Do you see like La La Land? Any of those or no? Yes, we saw La La Land, and uh, we went to the movie theater, and we sat down, and the 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 first number started when they were in traffic. Yep, and they. Singing and I was like, "Oh no, what have I done?" Oh, <laughs> that man. was the same reaction that I had because yeah, so, I'm not a big was, musical guy. So I was like, yeah. oh, "That was the on. moment that I was like, fuck, um, God made a movie just for me. <laughs> this is exact. This was tailor made to exactly what my eyes and ears want to take in." Well, I'll tell you. Look, we support the the gay community. We 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 do. We I'm I'm like I'm on I'm on the middle of like look. My, what, I have my first. I have five favorite movies. Two of them are musicals. Two of them are The Sound of Music, one of my favorite movies of all time, and West Side Story. Okay, but but for some reason, this one I'm like, oh no, I'm gonna have to. And then and then I started watching it, and it I did it. I I they, it won me over when they did the first duet together up at the Griffith Park. Oh yeah. When she, when she's like walk walk me to my car, and he walked her to her the Prius, and they had that number. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's when. Okay, I'm on board. That was really cool. I'm like, okay, I'm on board. So I think we and, had the same arc uh, in that in that experience. Yeah, yeah. I like you know because it was first it was the traffic scene. I'm like nah, and then the girls getting ready. I'm like no, I it, little reminiscent of I feel pretty. Like also yeah. like and I'm like oh, not yet. And then the girl and then the party. It was kind of cool when they did that scene in the in the swimming pool that the camera was in the pool and then it went around and the people were around the pool. I'm like that's a cool way to shoot that. Yeah. I'm like eh, okay. And then the scene where he was in that shitty band and they were playing. That was like the real turning point something. for me. Yeah, yeah that was, Seagulls. That and they're such good actors. Yeah, yeah that, they're such good actors. He's so, he was so funny and so was she. And I'm like, all right. And then, that, and then once they danced up there, I'm like, okay, this is cool. It's so funny that like, it might win Best Picture. It is so damn polarizing because the yeah. people who weren't totally over the moon. Like, Oscar, you sound like the only person I've spoken to who's kind of on the fence about it. Everyone either no, loves it or they're like, fuck that movie. <laughs> no, I liked it. I liked it. I think it's a good movie. I think it's a good movie. It just took me a little while to get into it, but I thought it was a good movie. I I really like Manchester. And having said that, we we watched uh, Hidden Figures. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, Octavia Spencer's in it. I, I did a show with her um, she was called... Nominated. Halfway home, yeah, yeah. She was nominated, and it's a good. That's another good movie that might win. I think Manchester might win, or or Hidden Figures. Hidden Figures might win Best Movie. Yeah, I th- I think that like La La Land, Hidden Figures, Manchester, <coughs> and Lion are 
clearly so far separated from the rest of the pack. And the rest of the pack is pretty good, but then you get into the whole thing of, do they nominate too many movies these days? But those four were, were all really, really awesome. I, I loved Hidden Figures. Did you, did you see anything that you really didn't like? Um, I have to think about that. I'll get back to it. No, I don't think so, because we were kind of like, all right, we have a, we're going to go out to see a movie. And so we'll get a babysitter, so it's a big deal. So we really think yeah. about what we're gonna see. So you it's don't like want to waste a babysitter night. Yeah, yeah. Either she gets my wife picks one, or I pick one. We go back and forth, and you know, she'll I'll go see something, and she's like, "What? I'll go see James Bond." She, you know, she'll come along. But, but uh, I think we liked everything we saw. Doctor Strange, I saw with my buddy. She won't go see sci-fi, so I have I go with my, with my buddy friends. Mm-hmm. Okay. Liked it a lot. Um, <clears throat> yeah. What else? Allied, I thought was good. Um, yeah, we we watched uh, Fences was good. Yeah, Fences uh, was good. Fences was good. You know, we you know you know it would be it was good. It was a good production. Right. Look at that cast. Yeah, look at the cast. And um, that's it. We haven't. I, I watched Arrival. I liked Arrival. I thought it was a good sci-fi movie. There's still a couple. I haven't seen Lion. And I think Lions I might have so good, man. Yeah. Lions. I, I mean, it's, it's hard. The first like 10, 15 minutes are heartbreaking. And then it, it just makes you so invested in the rest of the movie. It's uh, like, I, I didn't love our arrival cause arrival kind of lost me early. I'm bad at watching sci-fi movies, but lion was, was really, really good. Good. Yeah. Lion. I, I could tell it's going to be like the kite runner. It's one of those heart wrenching yeah. things. Yeah. Um, speaking of watching stuff, uh, have you ever rewatched The Office? Because I feel that we've all probably rewatched it a thousand times, and I feel like the only people in the world who might not have seen The Office dozens of times are the people who are actually in it. Yeah, we don't. We don't. I just rewatched it when I was in Toronto last year, last season, last summer, watch, uh, shooting People of Earth. People kept coming up to me and saying, "Hey, The Office," and I'm like, "Yeah." And I had time on my hands. I'm like, I'm going to go back and rewatch it. I'm just going to go back and binge watch it back at the hotel, at the condo, whatever. And and it holds up. I watched all, all nine seasons like in three or four or five weeks, and it holds up. I'm like, wow. And Brian Baumgartner's doing it right now. He tweeted about it. He goes, I'm going to go. I'm going to do it. I'm going to watch it again. I'm going to watch The Office again. But I had that like four-year break, whatever. We only watched it as it came out. Like, you know, you go to work, then it comes out that day, and we all watch it together. And that's it. We never watched it again. But I did watch it. I went back and watched it. And it's funny. Some scenes I don't even remember. I'm like, I don't remember that day. I don't remember being there. But uh, for the most part, every episode is funny. I'm like, wow, this really held up really well. When you do like a, a smaller part in, uh, in a movie or whatever, uh, what's the obligation to or, – or a TV show? What's the obligation to, to watch it? I mean because you've done smaller cameos in, in other shows – do you do you stay invested in like full seasons to see what 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 it turns out as or when when you first when you first start uh, when your career starts first happening you're you, yeah you're invested you tell all your friends and everything and then after you're in it for a couple of years you're like you might not even watch it it depends I've, I'm pretty good at watching it but I've missed some stuff that I've been in I'm like oh yeah I did that I forgot it but when you first start it takes they say once you get to LA, it takes approximately ten years to start getting parts. That's that's an, that's an average. That's an average. Some people do it. I've had buddies who like the first year, six months, they break, 
and other people it never happens. But for and for me, it was like around ten years, and so you've invested a lot. So any little thing you do at the beginning, it's very exciting. Like I did this commercial, I did this, and then after you know five or six years, you're like, eh, it's just kind of if it's good, you watch it. If not, you're like, eh, if you forget about it. I feel. It's not a- I feel that like a great test for that is 24. So you were on, we actually, our last episode, we accidentally talked about 24 way too much. And uh, I was saying that my favorite season was season three with the Salazars. And then when I was going through people who were in that season, I was like, oh my God, Oscar was in that season. Uh, I did a pilot. I played a pilot. You played a pilot. And it was, do you, um, do you remember that scene when you're coming off the plane? Because that's one of the, in, in hindsight, it's subtly hilarious. I don't remember anything. What I remember is that day I was shooting and and they sh- they they shot at that time somewhere like past Sherman Oaks. It's kind of far and I was living in Glendale at the time. It's kind of far and I had to take the highway and I was driving out there and it was like 9.30 in the morning and it was 100 degrees already. And I had a, a Honda CRX and it was real shitty and it kept overheating. Oh, God. And so I had to put the heat on full blast in order to so the, right, so to get I want, all the heat off it. Off yeah, the engine, yeah. I had to heat full blast in the car, driving it with my head out the window, and just like having one of the I'm like just please make it there, just please make it there. This piece of shit car, and I got there, and then everything I was like sitting in a folding chair with a green screen behind me because <laughs> I was a pilot, and no one was there, and I just said my lines, and then he said his lines because it was one of those. You know, when they cut the screen off in different parts. Right. Yeah. Did I walk off the plane, you said? So there. So you're flying the Salazar's plane, and Jack, they're going to, they're going to kill Jack. Uh, there's two yeah. brothers. They're flying to meet the other brother, and the brother on the plane uh, knocks out Jack. Jack comes to, takes everybody hostage, and when the plane lands, the other brother and just an army of people are waiting with guns, and the plane door opens and the stairs come down and there's kind of this dramatic buildup of like you're waiting for Jack to come out holding this guy hostage and fucking Oscar from The Office runs down <laughs> first. It's just right. so funny in hindsight to see this super well-known character that everybody years later sees and he's just kind of running off in danger of the, the Salazars. <laughs> I remember shooting... In the, in the cockpit, I don't remember that doing that. Running, do you see my face? Can you tell it's me? Yes, you can tell it's you. It's uh, it's amazing. It's a it's a very unbelievable scene. Well, uh, what was Kiefer like, by the way? Because Freddie Prince Jr. hated that guy. I never met him. Ooh, so very standoffish. No, no, I, he was. <laughs> was there? It was just like it was just me in this like chair, and like some other guy read it with me or whatever. I never met him. That was your twenty four experience. You in a chair. Wow. <laughs> Twenty-four experience. Wow. Um, getting so getting back to the office. Um, you'd said that you wanted you like you always hoped that you could be on like a Mary Tyler Moore type show, a Cheers type show. At, at what point during the office do you realize like I am on one of these shows? Well, we when we first found out Steve Carell was going to be the lead, I, I thought, oh, this is we have this is going to be interesting we have a shot at this this is going to be really good and then like the third or fourth episode in i don't know we got they did a strange order they ordered four episodes or something weird Hmm. and did them and then they ordered a whole season and then i remember brian and i were outside 
uh, I think the first year when we were talking and I was like, Brian, I think like in three years, we're going to be up for an Emmy for like a, like best writing or something. This show's really good. And it happened like sooner than that. It happened like that year. But we had a sense pretty early on because oh. of uh, the writing and because of the cast. You know, watching Stephen Rain and John and Jenna, I'm like, this is a really funny show. How much did you know about the character when you when you took that gig? Because there wasn't a lot of uh, there wasn't a lot of of exposure to kind of secondary characters. There was a lot of just focusing on the core during the during the early early on in season no, we one. Just, we were just hanging out. We were just on our desks on the computer, and and slowly but surely they made me gay. Like whatever the first or second season, and I was like, okay, so I'm gay and I'm persnickety. And I'm like Republican and anal. I'm like, that's pretty easy to do. And I'm an accountant. So, uh, it, you know, I mean, the gig is you're working and you're being filmed and you want to do your work and you don't want to be filmed. You're not crazy about it. Uh, Steve, Michael Scott was, but the rest of us just want to do our job. So that's pretty easy to do. You're like, I don't want to be filmed. I want to be working. Right. That's pretty easy. It's hard to mess that up unless you go crazy and overact or, you know, whatever. In the years but, since, we've seen the the the, uh, the audition tapes come out from a lot of different a lot of different uh, other roles on the show. I ha- we haven't seen yours. I don't know if it's out there. But what was the process like for for that audition? How much did you know about Oscar? They just wanted office people. Okay. And they wanted, and I I had seen the British show, so I knew kind of what they wanted. And then they let us improvise a lot, which I was an improviser from the Groundlings and from New York. So I'm like, this is. I'm like I feel really comfortable, be you know going up against actors who don't have that background. Okay. So I don't know if the tapes are out there, but I just had a lot of fun with it. Just trying to be really small but anal at the same time, and uh, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Do, do you so we've also seen like Odin Kirk read for Michael, Seth Rogen read for Dwight. Um, did other people read for Oscar, or was it literally like come in here to make sure that? You can improvise and all that stuff, and then just you're one of X amount of people sitting at desks. Yeah, that that was it. I think the whole town read for all the other parts. I so, think they were just looking at people to, who looked like they worked in an office. And if they could find some diversity, that'd be great. But they just need some women and some guys who look kind of regular. And that's what the cast looks like. Just look like, you know. And uh, I think, you know, a lot of people went in for, the, for these parts because it's open. It's like yeah. – it doesn't, you know, you're not looking for, for a Navy SEAL or for whatever. It's like people. We need people to work in the freaking office. That's a fucking phenomenal job by the casting people because if there's that many people auditioning for very generic roles, right? They scored on all of them. Well, then, no, there's there's some people in, in the first season that are just like sitting there that you don't see from again. But like, how many of those happened? Like two or three? There was they got rid of who is it in the second season? Like Devin. Oh, yeah, right. and then everybody else is like becomes yeah. major right. major characters. Devin, who's a great actor, he wanted in Broadway after that. But that's Allison Jones. She cast the show, and she casts many shows. She's a like it. I think that she casts every show, right? That's in the credits yeah, of everything you've ever seen. So is she like the uh, who's the who's the music guy? The Max pop, Martin. Max Martin. She's Max Martin of casting. Right. <laughs> yeah. So when you rewatch The Office. Do you see, as a lot of us do, most of Michael's funny scenes, like funniest scenes, or a lot of Michael's funniest scenes are scenes with Oscar, because Oscar is 
I know that you've said that you, Jim, and Pam were kind of the trio of the, the straight man. I think that Oscar, no pun intended because obviously he's a gay character, was probably the closest thing that show had to a straight man. And Michael doing dumb things and then you walking in after and just putting in context like all you've done is say the word bankruptcy makes them a million times funnier. Yeah, and it was cool because uh, – thank you. And I yeah, it, you're right because it was cool because – that's like another side of him. He's such a, a jerk because <laughs> Toby was a straight man too, but he hated Toby. But with Oscar, he was like trying to to like be like serious or have another side of him and he would try to understand things and Oscar would just have to listen to him. Uh, yeah, it's very funny. That it's a, he, had a, he had a different relationship with each person. It was, uh, that's a great show. That's, that's, uh, that's Steve Carell. Yeah, it's a great show. My, uh, my favorite Oscar scene – and it's probably the most subtle Oscar scene, but uh, when Holly comes back at Christmas time and they're all just so excited, they're they're both giggling, they're so excited to see each other, and they're doing their voices and everything. And uh, <laughs> Michael says, "I show you to your desk." And this is later in the series. In your reaction, it's it's like not even offended anymore. It's like, of course, that just happened. And it's, we have to point out the fact that he like mocked gay people two seconds before that, and then he made fun of Hispanic yeah. people. It's and just, and you had the same reaction both times, and it was just like, well, that's my yeah. Like earlier in the season, you'd be outraged, uh, like rightfully so. And as the series goes on, it's just like resigned to yeah. Like he says, and he, that. he thinks it's funny. He's like, yeah, or. Yeah. Uh, the, the Office is one of those shows where it's maybe the only thing better than the show is the outtakes. And I watch them all the time. The best, right? The bloopers are it, the best. It's amazing. It, how, so, first of all, like, how fun is it to work? was it to work on a show like that? And it, was there, is there anything that, that particularly stands out to you as like a really favorite memory that might not, might not have been on camera that didn't make it to the show or didn't make it to the outtakes? Well... First off, I I, saw, I thought the scene you were gonna say was when he like he calls me and is like I want to talk to him. I'm gonna go see the doctor and I'm like what's wrong, Michael? He's like I'm, I'm having. What does he say? I'm seeing a proctologist and I want to know if there's oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. or say or sensations and I'm just sitting there and I just get up and leave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so fucking good. <laughs> what's wrong with him? Um, no, no, it was. The one uh, – I watched the bloopers too, the blooper reels, and one of my favorite ones are when he's Santa Claus and Kevin sits on his lap. <laughs> the, See, the funniest Ed thing Hel about that though is that Kevin is the one who keeps breaking. No, and it's Ed Helms. Look at Ed Helms. He can't even stay in the scene. He keeps walking off <laughs> off to the side and then they still leave it in. They're like, fuck it. We have no choice. It's, it's terrible. They're all laughing in the back. BJ's looking Mindy. Um, uh, Mindy Kaling just would crack up at the moment's notice. Krasinski would crack up. Ed Helms. But that one in particular, Ed Helms is just like, when he's like, sit down, little boy. Oh, little boy, what do you want? And he's like, I don't know. No one ever told me to sit down. What did you think was going to happen when you sat down? And Ed Helms is just losing his shit. What, uh, what's, what's the rule there um, as far as breaking goes? Is it just be out of the shop? Because I'm sure they can – like. Are you guys each wearing bikes that they can just kill, or what? What does it take to fuck up a shot? Because I'm assuming that if something's well, going on at their desks and you're sitting in the background, you're you're laughing at that. No, you try not to laugh, and you know they get it. But sometimes we're just, you know, it might be a long day, or you're just having fun, and and they'll have to leaving people like laughing a little bit and stuff, and that's okay. But but you try not to 
to mess up a good scene because the scene's really funny and then something it's frustrating because the people are laughing and it's like oh we can't use that one we uh, can't use it because people are just losing their shit how proud are you are of the last season of the office the, the, the last season of the office is so beloved and it had gone through this thing of obviously steve leaves and there's questions about like what the show is going to be like and season eight is like it's good, but it's also very, um, very kind of turnover oriented. Like they're bringing in different characters, and at that time, I remember as it was on. Again, it's still getting ratings and everything, but people are saying like, "What, what, what is this show right now?" And season nine, you can't find a single critic of it. So how how proud are you of the fact that you guys did this this season after kind of this this turnover? Well, it was a big deal, when, like you were saying, like behind the scenes. It was a big deal when, when Steve left that seventh season. That whole week, people were we were crying all the whole time on mm-hmm. set. Just people just crying all the time. It was a big deal. Thank God, Will Ferrell was there to kind of facilitate. He was there while Steve left, and it was a big, big deal. But then we, you know, was that with Kathy Bates or yeah. that was Spader? Um, yeah, her Bates. and then Spader. Yeah, yeah. And what Edith we. Elba. Yeah, oh, that's right. He was but, his character was good. He's fantastic. Yeah. But we got we got to people who stayed there were uh, Ellie Kemper, Zach Woods. I mean, who's funnier than Ellie and Zach? Zach is amazing. Yeah, so he's as, a god. Eight, he's a god. We got two great actors. They're freaking wonderful, those two. And then and then Kathy Bates, who's iconic, and James Spader. But Zach and Ellie were, you know, I mean, those are the people. Yeah, the show is. We had two seasons. I felt the show was, you know, Steve left and that was like The Office. Then we had two seasons with, without him. But they were great. They were great seasons, like you said. What was, yeah. the, what was the, the dynamic or just overall situation with Farrell like? Because, I mean, this isn't insulting him. That, that's not his best work. I mean, he's had this unbelievable career. And that was a, a rare point in his career where people were like, is this working? When he came and, and did The, uh, yeah, the because, Office? I mean, he, he was, was short lived. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. It was short lived. He was supposed to be short-lived. He came in to do us a favor because Steven and he's a friend of the show and he's a friend of Steve and people know him. I know him. People know him. And so he came in because it was a big deal for Steve to leave. And, and I think it helped. So he was breaking the gap someone, a little bit. Yeah. It had someone that, that we knew was there who, who kept it. I mean, he's, he's funny as shit and uh, you know, he would improvise and, um, he wasn't supposed to stay longer than that. He's got movies to do. He's he's <laughs> right. Uh, right. Yeah, he was he was never supposed to. I mean, he was he did a you know, he knows Will Forte from from The Groundlings and from SNL and he did an episode of uh, Last Man on Earth where he was in it for 2 minutes. He was in right. it for 2 minutes and then they burned. He they, died. He, <laughs> yeah, he just went to show so people will tune in Will Ferrell. It was kind of like a joke, but yeah. But uh, he's a friend, and he and he showed up. Yeah, he had the great line. Um, is it Jim and uh, Pam's baby that they're kind? Oh, they're trying to uh, endear themselves to him with pictures yes. of Cece, and he says that baby could be the star of a show called Babies I Don't Care About. <laughs> right? Yeah. No. No. I feel he most babies. <laughs> yeah. He would buy stuff, and it was just ridiculous. He's crazy. What was the What was the feeling like uh, once? that show wrapped up because I mean, you had mentioned that wanting to be on a legacy show or a show that is, you know, one of those iconic shows and then it wraps up and it's like the end of the graduate. You're like, you're still like, you still got a full career ahead of you. Was there like a really like, well shit, where do I go from here moment? 
Well, you, you, uh, you, 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 um, you know, you're just grateful when all is said and done because you realize, well, that that was it. That was my married talent. Not my, there's no guarantee you'll ever be on a show like that again. But at least you got one. Many people don't get any. They're just on shitty shows after another, and, and uh, nothing wrong with that. But to be on a on a really good show, uh, that was um, we all know how special that is. And so you miss it, but you're glad you did it. We went nine seasons. What are we going to do? We can't go more. We're not going to go. Fit. Yeah, nine is nine. Nine is a nice run. Greg, uh, Greg Daniels was done. He's like, I'm. You know, are we done? I'm done. And we're like, yeah, we're kind of done. He kind of. He's like, are we doing it too soon? He wanted to do it. And we're like, no, you feel it. And he's like, no, we're done. So we're done. We're done at nine. And and nine is good. Nine's a good a good stretch of time. Um. You know, yeah, it's it's it was. Uh, I, I watch it. I mean, I, I went back. I watched it. I'm like. Every episode is good. There's You're not right. a bad. I kept and, waiting for there to be a bad episode. I'm like, this is fucking funny. And this you had the perfect finale, which is that's the finale was like. There's always so the much pressure on finale I've ever seen. Right. And yeah. It was it was unbelievable. Uh, yeah. I had a I had a roommate in college, uh, in my <laughs> sophomore year of college, and I don't know if he'd ever seen The Office, but I think that his favorite movie of all time was The Proposal. But the kicker is he would only recite lines by you from that movie. And it was the strangest thing to me. And he was so obsessed with that movie. So what's what's the uh, – I mean, obviously, I think The Office is by – the, By the way, we shot that in Boston. Yeah, that's right. Oh, was it um, Martha's Vineyard? Uh, no, no. Boston. The city oh, of really? Boston. Wow. And then the thing – and then they got married at Manchester by the by – the, is there a Manchester by the Sea there out there? Is, yeah, that's where we shot it. It's like a peninsula of yeah. really beautiful houses. Very small town. Yeah, and Kevin Garnett lives across the bay or something. <laughs> wow, that and and so that that movie was what in Alaska, supposed to be in Alaska? Alaska. The the backgrounds they shot in Alaska, and okay. then the other stuff they shot in Boston, and they threw both I, together. I did remember seeing uh, like they had it uh, like a one of the those cable things where they kind of go behind the scenes or whatever, and they showed the process of laying over like the background That's of Alaska. Behind, and that was amazing to me. That's what um, they did. But I was going to ask. Obviously, the office is your most notable billing. But I mean, the, obviously, people love the proposal too. What's the what's the ratio of like, hey, your your Oscar from the Office versus uh, the guy who does everything in the proposal, <laughs> or or it's, other stuff? It's a it's a great ratio, and it happened uh, mostly because of the director and Flesher kind of let me do my thing. She's like, do your thing, and that's why it's that's why. Um, it's as good as I could could do because I wasn't handcuffed. She's like just, and she would laugh. She's like, "Fuck it, just do." It. And they're like, and she and she was nuts and playful. And you know that scene where like, like I think my first scene is at the party and I'm giving hors d'oeuvres to Sandra Bullock and I give her an hors d'oeuvre and she like coughs or spits it out. She doesn't like it because I put it in her mouth. And and she told her that she's like, spit it, spit it on him. And Sandra's like, no, I can see them. I didn't hear what was going on, but I see Sandra, and she's like, just, and then Sandra did it, and then I'm like, it's, it's washing wear, whatever, and they cut the scene just before Sandra started laughing, because she was like, I'm sorry, man, <laughs> but we had a lot of fun doing that. Sandra would laugh, and which I was great, you know, I thought it was great, and it, yeah, it was it was a a lot of fun, and Ann Flesher like 
let me, you know, do my thing. You're also in the upcoming Baywatch movie with Zac Efron. We discussed that maybe every second of this podcast. <laughs> uh, we do a thing called Zac Efron Heat Check. It's very popular. It's sweet, sweeping the nation. So, uh, Zac Efron Heat Check for you. Uh, what is your best Zac Efron story? And also, what are the rest of every single Zac Efron <laughs> stories you might have? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any Zac Efron stories, but I, he was on the, like before that, um, uh, he, uh, he's like, he's, he does a lot of movies. I, I, uh, I know he was in that movie, the paper route with, uh, with McConaughey. Okay. Paperboy, the Paperboy. It's a Southern movie. And I saw him in that and I thought he was great. And he does a lot of movies and he was in a TV show that I don't know, but he was, he's a big deal. Like for kids, right? Because he was in a high school musical. Yeah, high school musical. Yes, he was in a high school musical. I was I never watched that, so I don't I don't know him from that at all. But I know he's huge, so he's been in it forever. <laughs> but we were shooting in Savannah, in Savannah, Georgia, and he was down there. And you know, I went down there. I was down there a while shooting my stuff, longer than I needed to be. But that's the way the business is. I, I, I was I, in a little bit of the movie, but I was down there a long time. And he was nice enough, like he had a SUV and a driver and all that. And you know, I was just walking around town, me and, and a couple of the other actors. And he, every time we would see him, and he would invite us, like, "What's what are you guys doing? Let's go." And you know, we would hang out with him. He go in his SUV, and we'd go eat somewhere. So I hung out with him a couple times, and he was really cool, really nice young man, and very funny. Uh, I just watched the Neighbors movie, both of them. Oh, that, that, those movies are awesome. Those movies are awesome. I'm trying to, trying to talk my wife into, into watching them because I think she'll really crack up because yeah, we have a time. Fun right? for the whole family, I feel right. like. Yeah, yeah, and he's really funny and he's a really nice guy. And uh, yeah, that's my, that's my Zach. <laughs> so basically the, the origin of Zach Efron Heat Checks is us trying to figure out what the hell he's like – shape what career he is shaping because it seems like he's really like there seems to be points where he's turning a corner and then he'll do like dirty or bad dirty grandpa dirty grandpa and we're like oh well that's that's a weird career choice so we kind of like to check in every once in a while and see where he where he's at dwayne johnson kevin hart and and zach during every movie that's kevin hart is in every movie twice there is no movie anymore that doesn't have one of those three guys (laughs) so their careers like they just keep making moves they go from movie to movie we're doing we're doing baywatch and i was flying into atlanta and i was sitting next to a, a producer on the plane and i'm like we're talking and she's like i'm gonna i'm doing uh uh, Furious Five Seventeen. <laughs> and I'm going to Atlanta, and I'm like, oh, I'm going. She was going somewhere else. She was going to Atlanta. I was going to Savannah, and I'm like, we're. I'm shooting Baywatch, and with Dwayne John. She says, oh no, no, we're shooting with Dwayne. Dwayne's finishing there, and then coming. He, he goes from one to another. That's insane. Jesus. To movie, and then they'll get a break. They'll do like three or four. Matt Damon too. They'll do like four movies in a row, and they're like, I'll take a break, uh, and that's. Zach and Kevin. When you were shooting Baywatch, how much fire did you see? There is so much There's fire. A lot in those of fire previews. in that movie. <laughs> That's all on the beach. It's all well, fire. It's all fire. Are you just? Are you like? A, are you like a fireman or something? Or because there's no fireman I, and there's so much fire on that beach. I perish in a fire. You perish in a fire. I perish in a fire. Are you serious? Yeah. That's amazing. If you're telling I'm sorry, us the truth, but that's, that's amazing. The greatest thing in the if. I, I've heard, and I don't think it's giving anything away. The movie is a funny movie. It's an action movie. It's Baywatch. They're lifeguards. Other stuff happens. There's villains. You know. 
I don't know the- why I'm flabbergasted right now. Like, if you were to guess how any character in that movie dies, it's we'd probably fire. be like, fire? Very small chance it's gunfire. Probably fire, though. Fire or drowning. Or a combination. I didn't see water in the preview. Drowning I saw fire. fire. That's it. I mean, I, th- I think what happens is you light on fire, and then you fall into the ocean, and then you die by drowning. That's right. <laughs> There's water, sand, and fire. Yes. Tough. That's a very tough way to go. I'm super yeah. excited for that movie, though. It looks... It looks Perfect. I'm looking forward to watching you die. It was, was pretty fun. To say. <laughs> I have to say, we shot in the, in Savannah. That was, it's a, it's a worst places to be. Um, so you tweet about Trump a lot, and so do we. Um, I know, crazy. But here's the thing: you do the same the same thing that I do. You tweet a lot about Trump, but you it doesn't seem you make any jokes about him. The reason I don't is because I honestly can't think of anything funny to say about Trump other than, like, holy shit, we're all going to die. Um, I know. I did, too. You go back and forth. They're like, why am I joking? Like, when do we stop joking and start, right. like, impeachment under the 25th Amendment because he's crazy, <laughs> which some people are talking about. Yes. Um, it's, it's, even before the election, like, a couple of months before the election, my wife's like, get off Twitter. And I did. <laughs> I did. I got off Twitter, and then I got back on because of people of, uh, people of Earth. And the election was over, and I got on. And now I'm just going a little bit crazy, and I'll probably get off of it again because I, you know, take, I don't. Does it take a mental toll on you? Yeah, it's crazy. It's bullshit. It's you're just, it's just, it's horrible. Everyone's freaking out, and everyone's. But the only thing is, you keep abreast of what's going on, and there's so much going on. That's what's good about it. The bad part is you keep abreast of what's going right. on. Yeah. yeah. My my dad uh, follows me on Twitter, and he was saying he's like, you need to block Donald Trump, so. If people retweet any of his stuff, you don't see it. You need to put it out of your mind. I'm like, this shit's going. I can't put this out of my mind. Right. Everyone's tweeting it. Everyone, you can't escape it. You yeah. can't escape it. And my wife's like, you're going to get killed. We're going to get in trouble. What are you tweeting? Oh, we're all on a list, dude. Yeah. We are. Every, every single one of us who has tweeted his name is on some sort of list. WikiLeaks has taken us down. It's uh, we, Let's have fun while we can, I guess. We <laughs> should be impeached. He should be impeached. I don't think we can. We can. I don't think the country can last four years with him. Something has to give. Yes, I. I, I, don't what, I don't know what's going on. He is an animal we've never seen before. I know. Um, well, that's. I feel like that's a very good, optimistic place to uh, to end, Oscar. We're gonna uh, all die. <laughs> yeah, we're all gonna die. Um, maybe in a fire. <laughs> a la your character. Hey, hey. Is there anything that you want to uh, keep the people uh, alert on coming up, or people of Earth, all that goodness? Shooting people of Earth. Uh, keep an eye on that. Angela and I are work, working on something for Animal Planet. It's Ooh. tour. It will be out sometime. Um, I just watched. Uh, oh God, what's it called? Pete Holmes's new oh, show. Oh, crashing! It's fucking awesome. Yeah, is it crashing or crashes? Uh, I don't know. I think it's crashing. Uh, I think, but I could be wrong. It's some form of the word crash. Yeah, Crashes? but not the movie crash. It's good though. It's I. Uh, it's I go pilot. back. I go back and forth on Pete Holmes, to be honest. Um, but I love everything that he's in. You know? Yeah, I, I, him and Ari Lang in the pilot were amazing. Oh, so good. Um, yeah, um, I mean, it's yeah, depressing, so it but it's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's about it. Well, that's, that, that shows what a good guy you are, that uh, we asked if there's anything you you'd like promote, to bring up. And, and you promoted just, someone else's show. like, here, this is a good show that I enjoy, so watch <laughs> this. People of Earth catastrophe and uh, crashes. Awesome. Well, this has been huge for us, Oscar. Thanks so much for joining us. You guys, thank you, and uh, have a good evening. You as well. Thanks so much.